When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Tamika. Hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. How you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> That's good. So I changed my name. Oh, you did? You, oh, on here. Oh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be back to Tamika. Don't worry. Nah, you're all good. I'm just trying something out. All right. So, let's go on oh, ahead. Light. And... Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you're good. <laughs> so, Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we're going to talk about Robert Pattinson with his GQ interview. Then we have a D&D article that Tamika actually typed out and everything, so we're going to be talking about that. Then we have some other stuff that I want to talk about, like the Continental TV series, which is also the spinoff series uh, for John Wick. And then we also have Wrong, um, Wrong Missy movie review that's actually part of Netflix's movie. Then I'm going to be doing an upload review from Amazon Prime's original series. So it's going to be a good show. So let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So, as everybody knows, I haven't been like the strongest supporter of Robert Pattinson when it comes down to him being casted as Batman. I don't know where you stand on that, though. Uh, no. Uh, from what you told me and from what I read about in the article it just seems like um, this is just some type of side gig like oh I think I just wake up and be Batman today because <laughs> I think it'll be fun you know like, right I think I get a colonoscopy today it was kind of <laughs> like that just, I was like well, okay you know and then from what you told me he it doesn't seem like he's taking the role seriously, like not exercising or getting his body in shape. Just right. I'm just gonna exist, and I therefore I am Batman. I mean, exactly. I always see him as um the glittery vampire. So anything else he does, it's like, is he gonna glitter? I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Too. Okay, <laughs> because. Here's the thing. For me, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not a fan of Robert Pattinson or anything like that. I tried watching his other movies, his independent film projects that he had. And it's not the fact that he was typecast or anything like that. I gave him a chance. I actually separated his acting ability from the Twilight stuff. Mm. And I just, I don't know if it was the writing in those independent films that I just didn't really care for or whatever, but I'm like, nah, this is, this is just not for me. So then I went on ahead and separated myself even more. I'm like, after a couple of months, once I saw the Batman suit, the way he looked, the Batmobile, I'm like, okay, I'm getting more sold on the look. I'm getting more sold on the, on the whole idea that he is going to be Batman. You know, I let him um, marinate for a little bit. Because if I'm not sure of something, I always let it marinate a little bit just to see how I'm going to actually feel about it later on. I was like, okay, I can come back to this later. And, you know, I actually, I was actually rooting for him up until this point. You know? Yeah. And here's why. Whenever uh, GQ asked him this, he goes, what are the reasons not to do it? I kind of 
like the fact that not only are they they're very very well done versions of the character, which seem pretty definite, but I was thinking that there are multiple definitive playing playings of the character. Patterson explained, "It's fun when more and more ground has been covered. Like, where's the gap? You've been this sort of lighter version. You've seen a kind of jaded version, a kind of more." an elastic version and the puzzle of it becomes quite satisfying to think where's my opening and also do I have anything inside me which would work if I could do it he also followed up his comment by saying there's a few things in life where people are passionately care about it before before it even happened you can almost feel that pushback of anticipation and so it kind of energies energizes you a little bit it's different from when you're doing a part and there's a possibility that no one will even see, right? In some ways, it's, it, it's I don't know. It makes you a little kind of spicy. <laughs> okay, so now we're doing Spice Girls, apparently. Spicy. <laughs> when asked about why he decided to return to high-profile pro- pro- uh, pro- films, yeah. Patterson responded honestly by revealing that he now wants something more secure for his career. He also revealed that he has indeed interested in doing blockbusters, but wasn't previously being considered in any, any of it. Directors thought he didn't like take projects like those anymore. And then this is what he said, just something which you could kind of rely on a little bit more. Patterson added the problem, which I was finding was, however, much I love the movies I was doing. No one see, sees them, and so it's kind of the frightening thing because I don't know how visible this is for a career. I don't know how many people there uh, actually are in the industry who are willing to back you without any commercial viability whatsoever. So, okay, another thing he actually says is the fact that the studios told them. During this coronavirus, we're going to set you up with a trainer, set you up with a diet that will actually be certifiable for you so that way you can actually get buffed up a little bit so you can play the role of Batman. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Because I don't want to be like those other actors, like Hugh Jackman, for example. He didn't say that in this quote about a Hugh Jackman or anything like that, but that's what you actually get out of that whole entire context. It's like he doesn't want to be one of those actors that's going to end up working himself out to where he's actually jacked up for that role. And, you know, I'm here's the thing. If you're, this is my biggest pet peeve about this whole entire thing is, he's being an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm Robert Pattinson. I don't have to go ahead and do this at all. I don't have to do this. And, you know, I love, and I'm going to use John Campia's um, quote a little bit here, too. Okay. Because I have an agreement with John Campia, and I'm not trying to take anything away from John Campia on what he did, because he actually laid down the groundwork very well. But I am going to end up saying a few other things, too, that I wanted to follow that up on. But here's the thing. This is what I'm in agreement with, is the fact that you're supposed to be dedicated to that character. The fans expect that out of the actor because of the fact that it's supposed to be believable to the point where, you know, 
he's Batman. He's supposed to be this buff guy. I'm not saying that he's supposed to be like 150 pounds or anything like that, like Hugh Jackman's level, because, hey, that's not the right build for somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, the, the fans expect a lot. And you're, and you're doing this for the fans, too. And people are already not on his side already because of the fact that they only see him as the Twilight guy. Now you just lower the expectations for people that were rooting for you. You lower the expectations of the people even more for the people who don't believe in you by saying what you said. And I was one of those people that had like low expectations of his performance. And then all of a sudden I found myself rooting for him. Now all of a sudden that actually disappears now. Because now I'm like, okay, I'm hesitant about your performance now because of what you said in the GQ article. It's like there's no passion there. There's no love for the character there. There's no character arc that you're actually passionate about with Batman. A way you want to see it grow. And, you know, Gal Gadot, and I'm using this as John Campia's reference mm-hmm. as well. And I, I'm in full agreement with, with John whenever he said that she's not the strongest actress. And everything. But she worked her ass off to go ahead and fulfill that role of Wonder Woman. She worked out. She got that body in shape. She did what she had to do for the character. Because that's what's beneficial for the character. You're not playing Robert Pattinson as Robert Pattinson. And not only that, he also he also compared himself to James Dean. <laughs> who's in the 1970s. James Dean was not playing fucking Batman. No, and plus James Dean went to acting school too, I think. So he yeah. was kind of committed. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not saying that Robert Pattinson's not committed to anything that he's doing. He's not. Not but this. <laughs> no, not this. Not this at all. Because it's like, you know, he's being a kid on the playground. I think I'll be Batman today. Is he trying to do like the British version of Batman? Is that... <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> is that what you're trying to go with? Like I don't know. Uh, these dumb Americans would do the British version. I don't know, but it's like he just woke up one day on the playground and talking to his friends, Hey, let's be Batman today. Yeah. Because that's what I want to do. Yeah. So let's be I'll be Batman, you be Robin, you can be Penguin Colin, because Colin Farrell's in this movie as the penguin. Oh, so why can't they switch? It- That'll be fantastic. <laughs> well, to be honest, well, I, I would love to see Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is- he needs to redeem himself anyway. From um, what was he? Bullseye? No. Yeah, it was a bullseye. Bull- he was. Um, as, he, he did play bullseye. That's in, yeah. Uh, um, Daredevil. Like yeah, the one that nobody talks about. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the soundtrack but, was good. <laughs> the soundtrack yeah. is awesome. I love the soundtrack. But, you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, there's no meat there. There's nothing to actually digest to where we can actually care about this now. And it's like our anticipation, if people were actually anticipated on his performance, if people were rooting for him and not against him, because I even put on my podcast, should we actually root for Robert Pattinson as Batman? And I said, yes, 110% root for the guy because of the fact that he's playing him. And erase all the negative aspects once you go into the movie and watch the movie for yourself and everything. 
But now, like I said, that whole entire thing, my expectations are now low because of that. Yeah, my expectations been low. I, I just that. want I him to stay in his little art films and leave <laughs> us alone. And you see, I like Colin Farrell as the Penguin because there actually there's actually some stuff that actually got leaked out where they are using a fat suit probably, and they're using some other makeup mm. and everything to make them look heavy later. Yeah. On. So everybody's like, "Well, I don't like the way that the Penguin looked or nothing." I'm like, "Well, you know, just give us some time and everything. We don't know what this Penguin's gonna look like. We just have to wait and see." Mm. But you know, as far as this whole entire thing with Batman goes and everything, you know, I love the costume. I love the Batmobile because there is, in year one, it's just like that. So I was loving everything that was coming out. And then I was even more sold on the look, on the way Robert Pattinson looked inside the Batman suit and everything. So I'm like, okay, this is what you're giving me. That's what I'm going to take. But now, I don't care. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because another thing too, like I said, Gal Gadot worked her ass off. Hugh Jackman worked his ass off to get to where uh, that level. Because Hugh Jackman worked his ass off to be Wolverine. And get him built that way. And then also too, Ben Affleck also gained 150 pounds for his body frame to get into that shape that he did for Batman versus Superman. You know? So, I, even though he was going to be on that caliber of a Ben Affleck or yeah, Hugh Jackman on the, how big he's going to be and everything, I'm okay with him just being having a little bit of muscles, having a little bit of abs or whatever, just making him look like he's kind of cut. Hmm. But to say, and then I also don't like the sarcastic remarks he made too. He's like, uh, size, everything like you can actually tell that he's either either bored with the GQ article or he's bored with the Batman character. Because I don't know if you saw the little sigh remarks that he made. Oh no! Like my, I guess my question is why is he? Why did he sign up for did he for this role? Like either, either number one. He wanted to try to be out in the spotlight. Oh again. well, yeah, we talked about that, <laughs> but I guess right. I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to get to the meat of why are you doing this? Right. But, yeah, the meat and potatoes yeah. of it. <laughs> but you know, I think it might have been the fact is, yeah, he wanted to try doing big budget movies again and stuff like that. And then Matt Reeves is also a top-notch director, especially what he did with the last two Dawn of the um the Planet of mm-hmm. the Apes movies. So, and because he didn't direct the first one, I thought he directed the first one, but Anthony was the one who corrected me. He only directed the first, the second and third one. But after what Matt Reeves did to that franchise, I can only imagine what Matt Reeves can do with a franchise like the Batman. Because he's that good of an actor. And he can actually get the best that he can out of his actors. But with this, it makes me have my low expectations of this. And, a way, and everything. Everything that I, I in my mind, uh, me being negative and everything before, was wiped out up until this moment. Yeah. Um, is it like in a contract that you have to work out as Batman? Like you have to gain a certain amount of weight. 
for the character. Right. Isn't that like in the right. contract? I believe it would be. I mean, it would make sense that it's in the contract. So why can't they find somebody else? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> well, they're already gone into production already. Uh, for well, they already got half. Another thing is too, they already have half the film already probably filmed already. Uh, the budget was one hundred and fifty to one hundred eighty million dollars. Mm. So if they went on ahead and cut him now, think of all the money that they would have yeah. to lose. And everything. So, if they wanted to, they if this movie does wind up being a success, they could go on ahead and probably get him out of there and put somebody else in, and have Matt Reeves probably again to be the director for a second movie if he chooses to do so. But that's just me speculating on that. Yeah, and if it tanks, then you lose money anyway. So it's a like a lose lose situation for me personally. Exactly. <laughs> it's like damn if I do and damn yeah. if I don't. But I can see everyone like going out of curiosity to see how he would look right. and how the suit would look and how he would act, and or mostly just to see Colin Farrell as the penguin. So, right. Well, the Riddler's supposed to be in there too. Oh my god, who's supposed to play the Riddler? I forgot who they got to play the Riddler. There was some talks about Jonah Hill being uh, the penguin. And then I think he dropped out. He dropped out because of scheduling uh, conflicts. So they got Colin Farrell, um, I believe. But as for the Riddler goes, I forgot who's supposed to be hmm. the Riddler. But there is, I saw like a set photo of the Riddler, like not the Riddler, but one of Riddler's uh, victims. And then they hurried up and got rid of it off of Instagram mm. right away. <laughs> but I was able to get a okay. shot at it. <laughs> So, but, you know, I'm excited about the casting choices that they made aside from Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it's like you, it's like Batman is a a central character. So you have to kind of endure (laughs) Robert Pattinson. Right. But I can see the, the Twilight fans maybe going to, I don't know, maybe see him. I don't I don't even know if there's any more Twilight fans out there. There are, I mean, it's been but it's, it's not there me, are. but there are some. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me either. I saw the first one. I didn't even go see any more. I saw, okay, so I liked the first movie. I will admit that. I was like, okay, I see something. I'll, mostly because of the werewolf and the folklore and all the other stuff and vampires, you know. Um and I was like, okay, maybe the second one would be good. And it wasn't. And I don't, I can't stop a series, even if it's terrible. So I was like, I got to finish this up. And then the last one, which is hot garbage, um, because when it went off, this guy yelled in the movie theater, like, what is this shit? I was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, what is this shit? Like, when it ended, like the credits, I was like, wow, okay. Well, you had a what the fuck moment in your show. I had a what the fuck moment in uh, that John DeVolta movie. Oh, which? That, uh, <laughs> Sorry. The... <laughs> you know Battle which one I'm talking Earth. about? That horrible. Oh, yeah, Battlefield. I Earth. sat through that at home. <laughs> I went to the theaters and saw that movie, and all of a sudden, one of the audience members goes, "What the yeah. fuck was that?" After the credits, I'm like, <laughs> I just started out buzzing out laughing. 
Yeah, I still don't know what it is to this day. <laughs> I, I I don't know if he was trying to do a Rob Zombie cosplay or uh, uh, apparently he's trying to convert us to Scientology. Right, like, you did knock know. on the door, but, I don't answer. But you don't gotta waste my money. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's just my take on the whole Robin Patterson thing. I I just really wish that he would actually be dedicated to the character. Because if he was dedicated to the character, I could be 100% in. Mm. But with him not being 110% committed or anything like that, I'm out right now. Unless the trailer actually wows me. And I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan. Oh, I'm okay. a die-hard Batman Hello? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a die-hard Batman fan. Mm-hmm. You know? So I thought it was Joker, to be that, honest. I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> well, I like the Joker, too. Okay. I like Joker, and I like... I mean, you have to have the yeah. both of them. But, you know, I'm a diehard Batman fan. I love the comics and everything else. I just don't like the fact that they went in that kind of direction where Robert Pattinson just doesn't care about it, and then that whole entire... <sighs> side thing that you did yeah. in the interview. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm like, we don't have time for your posh attitude. Okay. I mean, yeah, you grew a beard, but still, <laughs> still that. <laughs> so did Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck did a better job yeah, than he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, you're yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you're from Boston, so you have to represent. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Everything I love my Bostonians. For you is amazing. So I understand. No, no. It's just Phantom, like in Atlanta. I day. have to drink Coca Cola. You have to like being athletic if you're from Boston. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. I'm going to be okay, honest with you. I've I've, I've never been a big Ben Affleck fan. I've never. You been can't a big go back ben to Boston. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold okay, on. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I'm not done. It wasn't until Argo, when he directed that movie, Argo, and starred in Argo, is what sold me at him as an actor and as a director, and also with Gone Baby mm, Gone. Yeah, that was a good movie. With his yeah. brother Casey in there. Those movies, he is a great director, a great writer, and also a great actor. And, you know, yeah, he's been in some crappy films or whatever. But, you know, he actually fully commits mm. to everything that he tries to do. Even if it winds up being bad, he is fully committed into what he's doing. Yeah, you know? I do know. Unlike Robert Patterson. But, right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just my take. And um, I know that your take is uh, close yeah, enough to what pretty mine much. is as well. I mean, he sucks, so... And he just needs to stay in his art film movies. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next thing that we have is the D&D. Oh, we're going to the next soon. Okay, cool. Yeah, about Joe Magnolia. Okay, good. Yeah, I've been trying to rehearse his last night. <laughs> Man, when I wrote this article... Um, <laughs> I I was like, man, his last name, boy, I tell you, that's that's a tough one. 
but I know how to spell it now because I've written it. Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you read the article, just count how many times I mentioned his name and um, let me know and you won't win anything, but I would like to know. <laughs> I can just imagine your spell check actually can spell it for you. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's like, that's not right. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me it's not uh, right. So I... How did I first? I think I first heard about his story. Just you know how when we look for articles, we just go around to like websites and oh, this seems cool. I write about it, you know. So right, I, I went to the nerdist dot com and I saw this article. You know, Joe Mangalero. That's it. Manganero. Yeah. Nero. Nello? Yeah, Meganello. <laughs> Meganello. <laughs> I can't say it, but I can spell it. <laughs> I'm going to call hey. him Joe Mango. <laughs> so anyway, because uh, okay. <laughs> I got time for this. It's a two-hour show. <laughs> I can see you trying to meet him and everything. Hey, Joe hey, Mango. Mango. He'll be like, What's so... <laughs> <laughs> so in. I'm like, you can spell your name, can't. you just can't say can't. your name. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm trying. <laughs> but yeah, I um I found out about it on um nerdist.com, but it's also been all over um like Entertainment Weekly and it's just been the big news story. Um so he mostly just hosted a celebrity D D campaign and I guess a lot of people didn't know he was into Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sorry. They did not know he was into Dungeons and Dragons. The slang is D&D. Um, so, yeah, I, when I wrote the article, I got excited because I play D&D. <laughs> uh, not currently, Same. but I did. Same. And um, I guess after this whole COVID-19 crap is over with, uh, me and my group would get back to playing. Um, and I play with an all-girls group from my job. Um, so that's pretty cool. But uh, when I was just researching for the article, it it was one of the hardest articles I've written because I wanted to get everything right. And then I was trying to think about how the reader or the audience I'm presenting this to be like, you know, for people who know what D&D is and for people who don't. So I did like a brief view, you know, like Joe, Man- Joe Mango. That's <laughs> his name today. <laughs> Joe Mango. Um, you know, he plays D&D. And then I listed, you know, some of his um, celebrity friends he plays with, like Stephen Colbert. Um, the big show from WWE. Um, it was a couple other people in that article too, but uh, I know Vince Vaughn. He played with him too, and I think The Rock may have he may have played with him as well. But yeah, I just kind of did an overview of that, and then I briefly went into some background of what D and D is. Um, the creators of it was, came out in the seventies. Um, it's mostly a storytelling game that you and your friends can 
just tell like this epic tale that you all can join in with your characters, you know, like, and there's a dungeon master. He's like the narrator and he'll just say like, you know, um, okay, everyone, you know, you guys are approaching a castle and, you know, Mrs. M is in that castle and you have to get through her guards what do you do? And it's on the characters to come up with a, like a plan, you know, almost like a right. heist or a sort, like think Ocean's right. Eleven. <laughs> now I want to I'm do an sorry. Ocean's Eleven campaign. <laughs> oh my with goodness. Medieval. The D&D people are so going to kill me. <laughs> They're like, that's not right. But I, <laughs> well, the one that I played in and everything, you know, I I played uh, in a campaign and everything. And I had like a, let's see, my character was named Natu, which was a socially mm. awkward android who was made in a oh, wow. woodshed. And basically, it's kind of like a Pinocchio kind yeah. of story kind of thing. But, you know, the creator winds up dying. And he tells him before he dies that he's human no matter what hmm. uh, anybody says. So all this time, he's thinking that he's human and everything. Hmm. So <laughs> the very first time he gets out of the house and everything... He he gets scared because he saw gang violence and stuff like that. He hurry up, hurry up, and goes back into the shop. He's like, "Okay, I I don't want this." Hey man, <laughs> you went deep on that character. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I used data. The uh, you know, who oh Dad yeah, Star- yes, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I used him as a basically as oh, a face wow. of. so i used this i actually used a droid that was actually socially awkward like i was and also afraid to be around other people because he's an introvert and he also wants to try and learn to be human so it was kind of like a short circuit kind Mm, of vibe as well that's pretty cool (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) and he was also an archer too so a very clumsy oh. archer <laughs> because every time I would roll, he would actually wind up hitting the uh, missing the target. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine yeah. him, the lookout guy? Like, we'll be right back. <laughs> it's kind of like RP. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like three three PO in a way. <laughs> it's it's like what? the most horrible lookout <laughs> Right. Oh, but yeah, I um, I just did like a brief history of it, you know, so you can get the gist of what it what it's about. Um, you know, and in my opinion, the skills that you develop, uh, while you plan, like critical thinking skills, because you're kind of like just thinking on your feet, um, and you're joining in. And one of the things I liked about playing or like about playing D D is like um it's like collaborative and I'm really big into collaborative collaborations and like teamwork, mm-hmm. not group projects from school, but just like <laughs> at, at work, 
sometimes. Um, so yeah, it's it's up to the characters to move the story along. And if you have a good um, dungeon master or DM or in layman's terms, narrator um, who won't try to kill right. you, <laughs> then then it, it it's a very fun game, I guess. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, we actually did another one where I was actually a, a character named Rinser. And Rinser <laughs> was just a man whore that just wanted to bang everything. So yeah. they come across this demon. Wow. It's like, can I yeah. fuck her? And the dungeon manager's like, mm-hmm. yeah, roll. And she go- he goes, I got some bad news for you. And guess what? Instead wow. of you fucking her, yeah. she fucks you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. this is not the way yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the characters I've played have been like um, bards. Um, I think the current campaign that I'm, well, hopefully, when it's all over with, I think I'm oh, getting the name wrong, but forgive me, D and D people. It's uh it's a dragon slash, uh, I think a monk think there's a, a proper term for the the dragon but anyway um oh, yeah i'm i'm uh, like a dragon you know in that game but i've played a bard where for some reason i'm just like always in the bar and i'm like they're like <laughs> okay um to me what are you doing drinking at the bar they're like okay <laughs> so you're kind of like the uh, Lewis of the D&D but I'm still the lookout though it's like you know and then one of the games I play I was just like um, I don't know one of those like characters who are unhinged you know like there's this evil per- like big bad person and they're like you know, oh, I'm gonna kill you guys, and I'm like, well, do it then. I don't see you doing nothing. They're like, what is she doing? Then the DM like roll for initiative. I'm like, okay. <laughs> They're like, maybe you should sit this one out. You're trying to get us killed. <laughs> but anyway, back to the article. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what I was um, talking about in the article and. Then I kind of pieced together an article from 2019 from sci-fi.com, I believe. And uh, it was Joe Mango (laughs) talking about his clothing line, Death Saves, uh, which he was inspired by getting the guy's name wrong, but you can read the article yourself. Um, He was inspired by a famous um, artist who like just like um oh iron maiden iron maiden and yeah metallica metallica all these other album covers and horror movies and fantasy it's a famous fantasy um artist that he was inspired by too so it's kind of like a mixture of all of that was of his childhood that he put into this clothing line Mm -hmm. Um, and they just look like awesome heavy metal album covers with a D&D twist to it. So he was just talking about his clothing line and what inspired him. 
And I just added something else to the article before I got on the podcast tonight. Um, I found um, Joe Mango (laughs) in one of his campaigns. He's playing (laughs) with a couple other celebrities on the Nerdist YouTube channel. So I added that in the article (laughs) so that everyone can kind of see him in action. And how he plays because he's very passionate okay. about about it. Yeah, he's yeah. very passionate about it. Like I remember back in 2018 or 2019, where he was actually talking about it. And then not only that, mm-hmm. but Matthew uh, Lillard, who actually played in Scream, was talking about D and D and about how him and Joe Maganello are both excited about playing D and D. And at that time, he had a $500 dnd campaign uh thing he was actually selling mm. matthew lillard was and he was talking about how passionately how passionate he was on uh collider live and i love the fact that celebrities are so real with us with the fact yeah they're regular people like us and they love geeky stuff and I love that human side to them opposed to yeah, how we and see I them think on the screen. for him, he's in his element. Like he probably plays with fans too and celebrities, but it's not like anybody kind of goes, Oh my gosh, Joe Mango. You know, they just go, you know, <laughs> we'll roll for initiative. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just like sitting around with a dude. <laughs> That'll be cool though, like but that'd be cool though. So what are you doing? I'm gonna go play uh Magic the Gathering with Matthew Lillard yeah. and Joe. You can Joe say his name. I Joe can't Magda say his name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I have uh, for a minute. But It'll yeah, be... speaking but... of speaking of that, um, aside from the clothing company, I, I made another um revision. Um he has this I don't wanna call it a contest. It is sort of like a contest. Um He's in collaboration with, I think it's omeds.com, but you can read the article and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, he collaborated with those two um, foundations to have a, a contest where one fan can have a one-on-one gaming session with him. Uh, yeah, and they can tour... Oh, cool. um, Wizards of the Coast Gaming Company. Because it's one of the um, first gaming companies that put Magic the Gathering on the map. Yeah. So it's, I mean, you know, with all that's going on, it's temporarily on hold, but you can still apply because I think there's 87 days left before they close the contest. So. Another thing, too, that I saw in the article is. It actually helps him with his acting yeah. as well. With yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with True Blood, because he played yeah. a werewolf, I believe. Yeah, like, he played so you can really see those elements in that. And, um, you know, like he said in the article, it helped him with his acting career. You know, um, it helped him with writing, because he's a writer and a director. And I think... He was well. I know there was another article. I didn't really write about it, but I've read about some wrestler was um, like trashing D and D, like people that play D and D, and he was 
he rebuttal rebutted by just saying how important D and D is, um, how it helps creatively. Um, it helps with your writing skills. It helps with your confidence. Um, just all the positive aspects of it, and that people shouldn't be um, looked down on for something that they're passionate about or love. And you know, he, like you said, he's an ambassador for D and D. He plays with celebrities. He plays with whomever wants to play. Um, he goes to uh, Comic Con. You know, he promotes his clothing line. His clothing line, you can. Look at now, deathsaves.com. He didn't pay me for any of this. But if he's listening, <laughs> I would like a couple of dollars. But, but of course, hey, I can't say his last name, so I won't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. About this? I'll throw in a dollar for you. Thank you. And yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the article. You know, I'm still a beginner with D&D, but I appreciate the the positive aspects of it. Um, you know, just playing with a group of friends. Um, you're all encouraging one another because you're all on the same team. Well, right. I guess I guess in a way you right. can be against one another. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but the the ones I've played, we've all kind of just been one team trying to conquer the forces of evil and save the world, you know, for like two or three or four or five or 12 hours, (laughs) however long you want your campaign to go on. (laughs) And that's about the only tabletop I play. Um, I played, I've never uh, played that, but I've heard good things about it. But do, do people still? Yeah, they still play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still huge. As a matter of fact, they just launched a virtual way of actually do, playing mm, cool. um, Magic the Gathering. So I mean, it's still going on. It's still a big, huge hit. As a matter of fact, I used to play mm-hmm. in high school. I was in Magic the Gathering tournaments. I've actually had a $500 set that oh, I got wow. for like $150. Wow. Yeah. So I was heavy into it up until last year when I had to sell everything. Yeah, but, that's always the crappy part. Like adulting. Like I have to sell my, my geeky stuff so I can pay bills or I have a family. Right. You know, but you know, you can, exactly. you know, I'll get it back. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not, not those that, cars. You gotta yeah, just build are... back up. Yeah, because I tried um, in another. I do like the one shots too. I had like one shot campaigns where it's just for that day, and you're not like with a group. Um, I played the one shot campaigns too um, before COVID nineteen. Um, I was in this group where one of the DMs that I know, he, but he lives in Canada. <laughs> so, of course, we just played it online, um, which I don't like. <laughs> it's a little bit hard for me. Like, it's like, roll for <laughs> initiative, and then you like, click, 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 click. I'm like, this is just not as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's like, 
um, you can play D and D on deck card. And I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I mm-hmm. only use deck card as like a message thing. And using deck card for yeah D and D confuses the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, don't want to do. I this. mean, but yeah, um, I'm very glad we got to geek out about this. <laughs> But yeah, you can check out the article. Um, and he's on D and D Beyond a lot. Um, on YouTube and nerdist.com YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, you can you could just listen to him just go on and on for hours about how passionate he is playing, the characters he played, um, what what role he did our role to 20 one time and then this happened you know he's just like really into it and his wife sophia she yeah sophia yeah Yeah. (laughs) i didn't call sophia anyway she (laughs) she she tolerates tolerates his gaming but of course he's been like this before so (laughs) It's kind of like you kind of have to just live with it at this point. <laughs> right. At this point, it's like, okay, I'm just going to go in here and let him do his thing. I'm going to do my thing. And when he's done, yes. he'll come back. Yes. Um, I know one point in one of the YouTube videos I share, they moved into a new house. Um, it was like this large space and she wanted to turn into a dance studio. And I think about this time he took a hiatus <laughs> from D and D. Um, but he was starting to play it little by little and he was like, Wow, this would be a, a good gaming room. Um, this basement. So he told her, you know, uh, I need this room, you know, I'll I'll build you a dance studio, but this right. room I really need to do my gaming. And you know, we just you know, celebrities they're just like <laughs> us, you know. Joe Mango has his friends waiting outside, like, hey, can we come in? You know. <laughs> and he's like just a bunch of married dudes playing D and D. Our wives know where we are. That's pretty much what he said. He said Sophia knows where I am. So she just goes to do her thing and I'm just playing. So that's about it. All right. Well, I like the article and everything that you wrote. And, of course, you can actually catch her article, Tamika's article, on WordPress at Movie Lovers Unite. So go on ahead and give that yes. a click. Let, let us know what you think about that. And I'm going to go on ahead and talk oh, about a little John Wick news. <laughs> and this is actually I can't. almost been a year. I can't. Can you actually believe it? That has actually been a year. It's been a year since we've heard or nearly a year since we actually heard any type of movement on a continental TV series, which is actually going to be produced mm. by Lionsgate and Stars. So I'm glad that they actually, now I'm glad that they actually have the ball moving. And a matter of fact, Chad Stalisky winded up doing an interview. And in the interview, he said that the angle they're working on for the Continental TV show right now is a different perspective of the whole world. It's coming at it from different character points of view and what the breath, uh, breath of the world is. So Lisky said, whereas in John Wick, I'm following a time period that's almost like 
uh, just a week in the life of a, of one man for who everything spirals out of control, which our John Wick story, the angle that the other producers and writers on the TV show are coming from is a very different timeline structure and a very different perspective of, of character about how deep the world goes and not just assassins, but everything that's included. And a lot of the origin stories are some of the characters you see in Wick. So it's, go, it's got so some very interesting things. It's a very interesting take on the Wick world, which I think is pretty cool. But it won't be from the John Wick perspective. Not that John Wick won't be involved with it. It's just mm. that it's not going to be his perspective. So, as a matter of fact, um, the writer and producer, Chris Collins, is actually attached to it. He did Sons of Anarchy, The Wire, The Man the series, High Castle. By the way. So, yep. And Sons of Anarchy, too. I mean, and he'll write the series. Yeah, it sounds so really good. It. And if it's going to be on stars, that means it's going to be naked people for no reason. <laughs> That's, That's part of the story. Come on. <laughs> I want to see some boobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know. I like the fact that they're trying to give us a different perspective yeah. rather than just John Wick's perspective, and they're actually giving us origins to each character. But even more, what I want them to actually do a deep dive in is yeah, the origins of the Continental. The coins. I want to know about the more about the coins. I want to know about the rules and policies within the ho- hotel. How the rules and policies came in place on that. How did it become the safe ground for assassins whenever they're actually going to be trying to be assassinated? I want to know how they came upon all of that. Was there some other assassin that actually caused some havoc in the continent? Yeah, I want to know actually too about the formation of the high table as well. And like you said, just how the continental came to be. Because um, we get glimpses of it in all three of the movies. Like, there's a Continental here in right. New York. There's a Continental in, what was that, Morocco, Europe, wherever. Europe. Um, yeah. 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 It goes, yeah. And I want to know more about it, too. So, yeah, I can't wait for it. I can't either. And it just goes to show you how big this universe mm. actually is within the John Wick universe. And oh, I want to yeah. know more about Lawrence Fishburne's character. I want to know more I want to know more about the concierge who, who's in the hotel. I want to know more about every character that I could possibly yeah. have because yeah, I want to eat so the entire sandwich. thing up. Meatball, so exactly. A very long 12 hour yeah, Subway sandwich that just goes on for twelve hours. Meatball Subway sandwich. That's the 12. way we want to eat this. But nonsense. But definitely, just the meatball sandwich. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, I am too, John. Um, I I can't wait um, for production to start has it it hasn't started right no no they're just going they're just giving us a narrative on what they're going for and what the tone's going to look like and if they were actually expecting a john wick perspective or if we're going to go into different character perspectives 
and what this show is actually going to look like because we don't know what this show is going to look like up until now. So that's what I like. And not only that, but they even teased the fact that uh, oh, Keanu Reeves could actually be in the show as well. <laughs> so, Kiki. <laughs> Got that off my chest. <laughs> Thank you. We need. I'm glad you did. I, think, I know I, he does. I think Keanu appreciates it. Too. All right, we're still hanging strong in this um, COVID 19 oh, thing. I mean, I've been kind of looking at. <laughs> Well, I have to say this. No, we're not six feet, feet away. away. We're together. I'm just letting you know. All the way in Atlanta. Yeah. In my <laughs> oh, mind. Okay. Then, then I was looking at Chris Evans. <laughs> All right. Like, you know, if this don't work out, I just go to Chris Evans. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> you yeah. That's what you get done with one bone, you go to the other one. <laughs> 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 oh no. Anyways, um <laughs> not all guys. Let's go on ahead. So I, <laughs> Okay. I have, a, I have a quick question for you too. Speaking of guys and dating, did you see the new Netflix movie for Ron? Um, uh, for no, Ron I didn't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was working on my blog outside of movie lovers and I was working on the Joe Mango blog again. But I will see it after okay. we're done. So, thank you. Okay. So <laughs> I'll give the rundown on what this movie. Is. Not a problem. So David Spade is on this blind date. He is from a dating app. And yes, you know, you know how bad dating apps Terrible. can be. You know how bad all that can go down. Well, anyways. He's thinking that the girl that's in front of him, this is actually the start of the, sh- uh, of the movie. He's thinking the girl that's in front of him is actually the girl that he's supposed to be on the date with. But no, the girl is actually just mm. catfishing him and playing a joke on him. And then all of a sudden she mm. pops up right behind him and goes, hey, I'm right here. And he goes, my name is Missy. And it just spirals out of control with that very first date. I mean... She goes, uh, the waiter goes, do you want anything to drink? And he goes, no, I don't drink or anything. All of a sudden, oh. Missy goes, what, you're a <laughs> pussy? You don't drink? Wow. <laughs> and she goes, Where, where's your balls at? Like, she's, and then all of a sudden, David Spade's like, okay. And David Spade is, if you actually go back and look at his filmography, he actually plays like the man whore. Uh, kind of uh, character. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do. Yeah. I had to think about it. You know it what I'm saying? Minute, yeah. He actually plays the player. Yeah. Yeah. Where he sleeps with the, just about anybody. With this one, he plays the quiet, collect, mm. and. So is it kind of like person. Shallow Hell? Okay. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. Because his, like I said, his character is very shy, collective. He's nice. He's a nice guy, and everything. But Missy, hmm. want, get this. Hmm. He goes, "I'll be right back. I'm gonna go to the bathroom." And at that point, he's trying to sneak out of the bathroom, and Missy winds up looking underneath the stall. She slides herself underneath <laughs> the stall, and she goes. 
hey, I was just looking looking for you. Oh, he goes, good. Because I was just copping out of this window so I can go ahead and go back into okay. the restaurant again and surprise me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then she has this big old huge long knife that she has. I forgot what she calls it. But so anyways, after that horrible date, he winds up meeting this other girl at this airport, and they're just hitting it off. The chemistry is really good between the both of them okay. and everything. And of course, he's on this he's getting ready to go on this business trip the next day. And that's how he winds up meeting this girl at the airport. And they're hitting it off really good. They have everything in common. They have the same type of luggage. They have the same type of book. They don't drink or anything like that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they were about to do it in the janitor's closet. <laughs> And everything, but anyways, her name was actually Missy as well, and she's actually a Miss America or some type of part of the beauty pageant. So, anyways, so this is what it winds up happening. She winds up, they get, uh, of course, he gets on the airplane and everything, and he's texting her, and he, then after he texts her, he goes to his hotel room, he texts her one more time. And he goes, okay, that's it. He goes, I had a lovely time with you. And he left it at that. A couple of minutes later, the girl texts him back. He goes, can I have a dick pic? (laughs) And he's like, like, okay. He winds up taking a picture. And then he winds up telling her where he's at, which is in Hawaii for this uh, business meeting and everything that he has with his boss. So anyways... He's thinking the girl that he likes is coming down to surprise him <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> Instead, it's Missy, the blind date girl. And it just spirals oh, out of control. Sound like a living nightmare. <laughs> it, it, matter of fact, that's how David Spade actually put it. It's like a living nightmare when reading Texas. Miss goes, I texted the wrong girl. I was thinking that it was going to be you. So, Mm -hmm. Missy's over there drinking, doing shots, giving David Spade lap dances. I'm just speculating. But is she going to hold a dick pic captive? Like, if you don't go out with me, I'm just going to, like, oh, okay. No. Yeah, that's good. She's psycho, but she's not on that psycho level on that part but she does some really spiral out of the control stuff like she goes like david spade look i kind of exaggerated on who you are i told them that you were actually a uh someone that actually Mm. swims so she was gonna jump off a cliff and everything to uh go swimming and everybody's encouraging her to jump she goes, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump off this mother. All of a sudden, she, she and David Spade, no, no, no. No one's going to be jumping or anything like that. Oh. Everything is fine. <laughs> Next thing you know, Missy goes down off the cliff. And then, of course, <laughs> she goes all the way down to the bottom. And one of the guys goes, she's alive. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and I'm not giving any spoilers or anything because that's actually in the trailer. The stuff I'm telling you is actually in the trailer. So there's plenty of stuff to actually go on. I'm just trying to get, paint the picture. If anybody's like, well, you're spoiling the movie. What's the point of me watching it now? But that's <laughs> basically the grounds and everything. 
And it reminded me of my bad relationships and the whole entire social awkwardness of actually mm, going on a first yeah. date, especially with using a dating app. So I actually have that kind of connectivity wow. with it. I'm like, great. I'm yeah, watching it jump off a cliff too. <laughs> <laughs> no, not I didn't go that far. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> but Rob Schneider's <laughs> in it. <laughs> he actually ha- plays a person that actually uh, got a couple of his fingers bitten off by a shark. Yeah, that sounds also about right. Which the hat to do 51st Dates. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, I, like I have to say, I did together. enjoy that David Spade. Like, David Spade, Adam Sandler, and Rob Schneider. Like, I, I like the fact that they're still friends. I think. Same. I don't know. It was something kind of rocky with Rob Snyder. Me too. But I think they're okay now. Okay, good. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay so now. I, I like the fact that they're too. lifelong friends and they just make movies together. Yeah. Me too. Do you have any more questions about Missy, though? Uh, about no, the re- but uh, I, more you painted a very good picture that I'm going to see it. And I like David Spade anyway. I think he's like an underdog. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I follow is. him he's on Instagram. So check up on him. Make sure he's okay. He just does his comedy <laughs> monologue like he's doing a late show. <laughs> Uh, So now I'm going to get into my upload review. Okay, so upload is a futuristic type of TV show, sci-fi. And pretty much, I think it has like, basically cars can actually drive themselves. Rich people are the only (laughs) ones that can pretty much drive themselves, I believe. And it takes place a couple of days after, well, it takes place on Thanksgiving. And I forgot the character's name, but he winds up going to see his family on Thanksgiving with him and his girlfriend, and he's this player type guy. And he's all into himself, all about looks, all about everything else. And then his car that can drive him, drive itself gets into a car accident because it had a computer mm. malfunction in the car. And then it goes into the thing where, okay, the doctors are telling him, his vital signs are going down. Either we can upload him or we can go into doing the regular way with surgery because he has a punctured lung. And so they're like, well, he has to make a decision. He has to make a decision now. And he doesn't, he didn't want to do upload at first. He wanted to do, and his girlfriend winds up talking him into doing upload. So, they put him on this chair and, you know, th- and people can actually watch this machine do what it's going to do. And he sits him up in this chair and he also put, and then he also, oh, you know yeah. how on uh, Inception, <laughs> whenever they have like the ice bucket? Well, they, all of a sudden you're wondering why is this guy sliding this tub of ice in front of him? So... All of a sudden, it's like a laser comes out of nowhere, (laughs) slices off the guy's head, and all of a sudden, his whole entire memory is sucked up into the upload part. And then there's this whole entire place that 
is designed virtually to where people people who died hmm. can actually be to get uh to spend time with other dead people. It's kind of like the heaven in a virtual reality world, but it's not actually heaven. It's called I forgot what the actual place is actually called. But you know, at first I'm like I took a step back for a minute. I'm like this yeah, show is not for me. Because remember, I told you that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to give this a couple more episodes. <laughs> and I wanted up binging the whole entire thing. Because of the fact there is a little bit of a mystery element to it. Because there is actually a part where uh, something actually does happen to him to the point where they're actually doing a full investigation on what actually happened in his car. So there's that yeah. part. You can put two and two together on that. And so, anyways, there's, and what I like about this is the fact that it's actually a sci-fi fantasy type of feel to it. There's some comedy elements, some drama into it. And I like how they were actually incorporating the whole entire afterlife thing. And then also, too, (laughs) you can attend your own funeral. Yeah. And (laughs) his girlfriend... His, this is I swear, his girlfriend is hosting the um, the funeral, and he can actually see everybody at his own funeral. Yeah, through the upload, through the virtual thing. And he's like, "Well, where's Victor? Oh, Victor had to leave. Hmm. Well, where's so and so? Oh, he didn't, couldn't make it. Then his drunk uncle's there, making a bunch of comments that he didn't even need to be there on. My course and." <laughs> All his ex-girlfriends showed up, and remember, it actually shows his ex-girlfriend from the back. And then, of course, too, I forgot to mention this. You're actually provided an angel to watch over you in this Ooh. virtual world. Like, for instance, it's kind of like an AT&T uh, operator in our world. It's kind of like a AT&T operator kind of thing, like with <laughs> okay. tech support. Oh, like a tech okay. support agent. <laughs> That's a good... She's called I like the uh, comparison. Very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> AT&T agents are angels, everyone. <laughs> no matter what anyone Dang. tells you. <laughs> and, and so, let's say there's like a glitch in this world that he's in, or if he's having complications within that world... You can say, Angel, I need your help. All of a sudden, it's like, pay me up Scotty, and the angel will come and see see that person that's in that virtual world so and not try like to help Alexa. them in that virtual world. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm not talking to you. No, nothing like Alexa. Sorry, my Alexa was like, yeah. And, <laughs> and get this, it even goes into the whole entire thing with virtual sex as well. Oh, yeah. With the suit. It's kind of like Ready Player One. So, once in his, I mean, his girlfriend is very stuck up. All she cares about is herself. And he didn't want to do the upload in the first place. She made him do the upload. And she wouldn't put the suit on for him to where they can Mm -hmm. actually be intimate. Not saying that you want to sleep with a dead person. Like, that's normal, but (laughs) whatever. But we're going to assume it's normal in this world. And so it was to be the angel that he has AT&T falling in support. love with. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, they and, yet the, and the funny thing is there's actually shifts. There's actually shifts of angels. Like, for instance, she comes in at a certain time, but then there's another person that actually comes in and relieves her of her duties, so that person can actually go on ahead and be that person's <laughs> angel. <laughs> so okay. it gets better. <laughs> Uh, the guy calls out for Angel. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's the it's a dude that shows up. Because wait, you're not the angel I was looking for. Where's the <laughs> where's the other angel? She's oh, off she work for the day. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then the angel. There's this is what I like yeah. though. It actually shows the angel, the AT and T person. At home with her regular father, and her father is dying, and she's trying to tell him mm-hmm. how good upload is and everything, but he just wants to go to heaven. So you have that huh. kind of balance okay. between heaven and upload. So, I, so I kind of like that little idea that they actually played with a little bit. But you know, at, by the by the time you get towards the end of it. You realize that you wasted all <laughs> ten hours of your time because it doesn't go anywhere. Maybe that's season two. You don't find out the mystery <laughs> element to it. I'm used to having closure up by season one. Yeah, when I tie things up, even if it, they might leave some loose ends done, and I'm okay with if they don't uh, give us something because I like it whenever some see, some yeah. TV shows are actually kind of ballsy. Like I'm not okay with this. But when it because it actually felt like I'm okay with this actually went somewhere. Yeah, with this so like AT and T take support. But end of the season, uh, <laughs> that goes to show you how poor in quality wow. the AT and T. Every time I taught it, it for rude, the day. So I don't know what's going. <laughs> I don't know either, but. <laughs> But you know, maybe maybe um, there was no main villain. villain, right? The plot twist at the end was actually, yeah. I'm just like writing, I'm writing your ending That's for true. you. So, upload is there's reveal. Upload is the villain, right? This is true. this is me speculating. Um, and then nobody else knows it, and then like <laughs> the personification of upload looks at the camera and says shh, and then it goes off, right? Then it's like stay tuned for season two. There you go. Don't you feel better? Right. Do you feel better? I gave you your well, oh get this. We had to move. Try it. <laughs> no. No. Oh. Because he moves into the three gig world. Yeah, there's actually a three gig world for poor people that can't fit in which <laughs> So yeah, there's actually a thing called the three gig world where he actually has to move into because he can't afford he is in the level high two, class dollar not level five that he has. Yeah. And you know you know how we share minutes and everything? Like yeah. the old ways of actually having cell phones before Ooh, unlimited everything terrible. where yeah. if you go on the internet you use your gigabytes for him if you cry mm, if you smile, so you gotta be emotional anything your gigs go down if you call uh, 
pretty much you can't do anything. Wow. You can't, pretty much that you sucks. can't do anything. You know? Yeah, that's so, so yeah. bad. Damn. <clears throat> Damn. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Pretty much, like I said, you can't do anything. And on top of that, <laughs> um, it's, let me think about another thing that mm-hmm. happens. Like, he can actually contact the outside world too. The living on his cell phone. Okay. Like he has like a virtual cell phone. So, you know, he's contacting Angel or whatever and he's wasting all his oh, gigabytes. Man. Yeah. So, but yeah, by totally the time this thing wraps up and everything, there is a plot <laughs> twist like towards the end. <laughs> but I'm not going to give that away. Because I'm like, great. Because of the fact that I really didn't huh. like the way that. Okay, I tried better. Out. I just gave you what? one. I said upload is the villain. Okay, give me one. Hit me with one. Yeah. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised though. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be the. It way feels it like upload is purgatory. But you know, in a sense. Because if people are like, oh, I want to go to heaven, and they're like, hey, why don't you try upload? I can see. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have this package right here, which yeah. is for the poor, rich people, which you get to be in this suite. And oh, and the breakfast. I have to tell you about the breakfast. You're going to laugh your ass off on this, too. Like the the breakfast, mm. you can have everything you mm. want, like chocolate pancakes. Wow. Yes. Sausage, Canadian yes. bacon, regular bacon. Just pile it on. But what? after a certain point, it disappears. Where did it go? Yeah, it disappears after. Why does uh, it disappear? Is that why you're eating it? It just disappears. That's it. Yeah. I don't no no huh? no. It just disappears. Like the food what? on the buffet I'm line, it, Where it disappears. Go? The food on your plate disappears. Huh? It just oh, goes so away because of the fact that your food? time the time actually expired. Oh. Yeah. So basically, it's like McDonald's. Like at ten thirty, they scrape down the breakfast. Line I guess you and can't get heartburn right because you're an upload uh, lunch. Yeah. So, yeah, no. it's, it's possible to just scarf it down. Of course there is. But another <laughs> thing, too, there's actually a glitch in the upload. And he sees this guy. He's over there banging the cabinet. And he goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm getting some food. It's a muffin that actually pops uh, that he winds up slamming the cabinet. And out hmm. comes the um, muffin and it lands on the table. And he goes, can, can I try? He goes, yeah, go ahead. So he wanted up doing it. He wanted up huh. eating the muffin and the next okay. thing you know, they become best friends. But the show was actually pretty decent for the originality behind it and stuff like that. I do have to give him credit for the originality and how different it is because it, for me to, for me to watch that kind of show, it kind of took me out of it at first because I wasn't sure what I was expecting. But then the more involved I got, the more that the characters were played out, I was enjoying <laughs> yeah. the writing up until 
the ending. But, but you know, I, I have to say the originality behind it was really good. The dialogue flowed really well. The chemistry worked with all the characters. Hmm. Uh, there's even a way to hack the system with upload and everything. So there's a well. Hearing you describe it, it was kind of like thing. Total Recall, but um, Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. Mix. Yeah, mixed with Ready Player One, mixed uh, with Transcendent, Ready Player One. and Lucy. <laughs> ah, and Beetlejuice, also yes. Beetlejuice because yeah. So there you go. That's death. um. If you like all those movies, catch bit. upload. Uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> 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 yeah, I but will. yeah, if you do catch that, let me know what you think about that one to me. <laughs> I'm already pissed by the like, chocolate nah, pancakes disappearing. No, I'm not going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really pissed. I'm like... Upload. Oh. I can see you being pissed off an upload. Yeah. Damn it. I paid well, it's not like I can get heartburn. So <laughs> I think I can make it in the time. If they give me like 20 minutes to eat, then I think I can make it. Not 15, because I need to savor, you know, because I'm just going <laughs> to disappear soon. Right. What kind of drink do you get? Do you get orange juice? But yeah, I, that's going to. Oh, okay. What about dinner? Is that just like coffee, for breakfast or dinner? The get... only thing is. Uh huh. Yeah, you get all that too. Yeah. You get this though. The person who's over your things, like for instance, whoever's living and they're actually the account holder, oh. they have the power to if you can buy something or not. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. So if you wanted like a drink out of your hotel room, oh, okay. Yeah, room, it's like an actual okay hotel. It's like that'll be three dollars for this. And, Well, right. And then not only that, but let's say that your girlfriend mm. or boyfriend wanted to dress you in pants. They can actually buy something. Oh, and, right. That's and once they actually about. swipe your card, the pants are already on you. Oh, no. And she winded up getting him skinny jeans. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's different. I think. Can yeah, I, I, I was like, right can now, I just send like, your request? Like, I don't want those <laughs> jeans. I want these jeans. Uh, I don't like that. You could probably do it, but it's up to the account holder. But I can see the future going that way, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already get groceries to our door, so I why not just magically have jeans on? <laughs> True. Yeah, you only got to worry about like, one day delivery. Like it's just no instant delivery. delivery. Right. <gasps> that would be terrible. You your pants disappear too. You just walk in, you know, oh, I'm going to make a deposit. It's like, oh, no. My underwear. I'm in the bank. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
your, sorry, your debit card. Oh, you can you imagine? You like, you're sitting at your desk at work pants. and you have pants on. <laughs> and then the boss is like, hey, our meeting is at 9. <laughs> it's at 9.30. Okay, I'll be right there. And then you're like, duh, duh, oh, ooh. <laughs> I, I, I'm poor. I can't, I can't come to the meeting. I didn't Why? pay my bill, so my pants went away. <laughs> and then here's your three gigs. Like, then here shorts. comes the three gigs. Sorry, that can come out so, in shorts. Do you have anything to say? Uh-uh. <laughs> right. Or it gets better. It's yeah. Like, so, or you're like, like in a staff gigs, meeting like, and it's your mm-mm. turn to go. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to present these numbers. Bloop. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> we always go deep. I mean, it's, I think we went a little too deep. I mean, I would hope the person wear underwear because do. if you don't pay your bills, your pants are going to go. No, it's not. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't do it. That's not a good day to get go fired. Out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, unless Dang. you die and disappear because of your where do you go? <laughs> oh, so you be so you just dead. like once you're out <laughs> of upload, you're just are you in hell or something? Oh, that's terrible. Basically, you're erased. I can't imagine being erased, and I'm in the middle of eating my chocolate chip pancakes. Uh, <laughs> like, like, I don't think I like I, this show. Also, like, <laughs> but I watch it. <laughs> okay, you got it. And wrong, Missy. Yeah, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on about you got that it. one. And... Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. That's the show for uh, for tonight and everything. I hope everyone enjoyed the show and everything. Of course, you can follow us on TV Lovers and T- Movie Lovers and TV Lovers Unite. Follow us on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unite. You can also follow me on Twitter on at John DeGregorio. You can also follow me on Instagram at Movie Lovers Unite. Follow us on the um, WordPress page at Movie Bye. Lovers Unite. Go on and check out some of our articles. 